Instead of figuring out how to make your life easier, try to figure out how to make your business partner's life easier. That will actually make both parties' life a lot easier. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use express pay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity free. And Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn more about how Ara Salonware elevates your business or visit arasalonware.com slash DTH. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Did you start yours? Yes. A long time ago? No. Okay. Just now. <laughs> I was like, I'll kill Why are you yelling at me? I'm not. My mic's just really close to my mouth. <laughs> uh, I forgot what the topic was. Business soulmates. <laughs> We're <laughs> so fitting. <laughs> you know, everything I was going to talk about is how, as business partners, you're in a marriage and we're over here bickering like a married couple. Business soulmate. I mean, that's the whole episode. Yeah. Is for all of you people out there that have partners in business you are in a spiritual it is a spiritual full-on relationship absolutely you know what i don't know how people do i don't know how you have sex like with your partner and you're also your their business like partner when, when you're married and then like you're take you're then working together and then no. you're living together and you're raising kids together like where's the space they don't <laughs> I mean, have space that's why that sometimes it's not great I'm not saying in every case I mean, I know a lot of people that are partners in life and in business. I just don't know if I have the capacity. The capacity. Like, I can't imagine that this person is so involved in my life that they know every. I mean, Josh already knows every single detail. So I yeah. can't even imagine him involved even more, you know? Yeah. Like making decisions. So this episode is not for you. <laughs> this is not for people who are married. <laughs> this is you and your best friend partner. want to create a business. Or maybe you met an entrepreneur and you're like, let's start a business. Or maybe you met an investor or whatever the the background is to starting the business. But I think a lot of people have this idea of like, oh, I like this person. We vibe. Let's create a business together and aren't prepared for the hard things. I, will, and, I, I think that people don't know how to say, oh, my gosh, we vibe. Let's hang out. Yeah. Because we're American, most yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we vibe. We should like play capitalism together. 
They do. And then it sometimes ends horribly. Yeah, we unfortunately, as coaches, we work with a lot of business partners that do great, but we also work with a lot of business partners who should not be business partners. And that usually comes up within the first couple sessions of coaching. (laughs) We did this class called Couples Therapy earlier in the year. And we also did a podcast episode called Couples Therapy. And the reality was, and, and what we were trying to like portray is this deep connection that you have with the person in order to be able to make your business thrive is by understanding that. And I think the reason why I wanted to call this business soulmates is because, I mean, it truly is like a soulmate connection. When you find that person that like challenges you. Are you looking at me? No. Was I? When you say challenges you. Challenges you. <laughs> I actually looked at me. Challenges you, but also lifts you up. Like those are the things. And I like, we always tell people like we were lucky that we were best friends and were able to create this together. I also think that we went through hell and back to create this vision that we wanted. But it also took learning. It took personal coaching. It took therapy. It took communication. It took respect. It took fucking it all up and then deciding to build it all. Like you have to truly be committed like a relationship. And I think some people go into this, like I said, and they're just like, I'm vibing. And they're not ready to commit. They're just in the dating phase. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I need you to commit for life. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I I have had many people say, I wish I had a Sid when I'm talking to them, relating to the fact that you and I are business partners and great friends. And this is what we do all mm-hmm. day. Like, this is our lives. I talk to you every day of my life. <sighs> Too many times a day sometimes. But all joking aside... <laughs> People always ask, like, I need a Sid. And I think you even heard, like, I need a David. Mm-hmm. And it's this level of, like, I need someone who is just, like, what you, I want what you have. And the funny thing is, I don't think that, like, I actually went into business thinking, I'll probably never have a business partner. Yeah. I was just, like, I had this thing. And then I was sharing, you know, I was talking with Sid. And I had these ideas. And Sid had ideas. And I never thought we will do them together at the beginning. That happened organically. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't think I was even thinking I'll do them. I think I was at the just time thinking, we were just trying to create hair together. Yeah. And so we were finding collaborative opportunities to like create good hair collections together. And that's really how it started. And then we started writing together. And mm-hmm. then obviously we started hanging out and then you moved in with me. And then, you know what I mean? And then it just <laughs> kept, then you moved to New York and I moved to New York after you because we just had this bigger vision. It just, there was no plan. It just kept evolving. I think we always had this higher mission of like the industry sucks. I think in the very, very beginning, when I say beginning, like 2012, when we first became friends, I don't think that I had this like magical epiphany that I was going to save our industry. I don't think that it's been 10 years. Yeah. I don't think that really started to happen until our business started to like take off and it took off so quickly because I realized there was a big need for it and we had a lot to say about it. And then I realized, oh, wow, I have a bigger responsibility. Like we have a bigger responsibility in this industry. And I think that's yeah. where the big desire came from. It's funny. I, when people ask me, how do you work with Sid? I don't really, <laughs> I don't like, like not how do you work with Sid, but like yeah. how, do how do you we... work with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. No wonder How, like, he's in therapy and on medication. <laughs> like, what are the tips and tricks to working so well with a business partner is what they're asking. And I'm like, I always try to think of something clever and smart. Like, well, this is what we did. But 
I think honestly, the the true answer is I'm not afraid to tell you what I think. I'm not afraid yeah. to share my opinions. I'm not I'm not afraid of getting into a fight. I'm not afraid of arguing, screaming, yelling. I'm not afraid of being vulnerable. Like all of that had to be, yeah, for the business to have legs and to go in at that direction. I know that for me personally, I had to like be willing to let all of that go. I had to let go a lot of ego. I have a lot of ego still, but I had to let go of a lot of ego. So it wasn't tips and tricks of like how we worked together. It was more like I had to transform who I was Mm -hmm. if I wanted to make this work. Just like if you were in a relationship and you want to make something work, there has to be a level of transformation. But I also think, I think any business partnership will work as long as both people realize that the mission of the business is bigger than either of them. Yeah. So like, I don't think oh, destroy the hairdresser is mine or that it's Sid's or that it's mine and Sid's. I think like there's destroy the hairdresser and then we're like managing it. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I I don't feel like we're, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a little too too lofty, but like, I don't feel like it's ours. And I think that's what makes it work. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that because, you know, a lot of people are like, You need to be emotionally intelligent in business, but you don't need to bring emotions in business. And you can have a partnership where two people as human beings don't like each other, but work well as business. And I like, I always say like, we were lucky enough to like, like each other and have a business, (laughs) you know, but like, I wholeheartedly trust you as a business partner that like, even if for some reason we didn't like each other, I'd be like, oh yeah, we're still having it. Like, because Mm -hmm. Destroy the Hairdresser is this entity of something else. But, you know, when I think about like, one of the best advice I got about relationships is that relationships, like about fighting, right? You have to fight with the intention that you're on the same team. And that's so hard because, right? Like everyone always tries to like, especially I think about it, like I've done it. We've all, if you say that you haven't done it, you're a fucking liar. I don't believe you. But like, we're like, you made me feel this way. You're like, you're blaming the other person. (laughs) And the most proactive way to fight is to be like, I'm mad at you and you're mad at me. And we have all this thought and you've hurt me and maybe I've hurt you or, you know, but the reality is like, we're on the same team. So how do we get to a solution together on the same team? And I, I will say it goes for the same in the business. And that's kind of what you said, like DTH is his own thing. Like we're fighting for the same thing. Even if I disagree with David or he disagrees with me, we do not move forward until, because it's, it's bigger than us. It's not about those things. And I think, I think that's the thing. It's like, being held accountable by each other. We're also, we both have coaches and we are, we get coached together. So imagine that. That's like weekly couples therapy we do. Last week was great. He was like, we're going to bring everything that we've talked about in the last month together. And like we had, you know, we talked about things, but having that dedication to the bigger picture. Are you talking about our coaching session? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. But like how many couples have coach like do coaching sessions together? Unless you're in a major proof program and then you are doing coaching sessions together, but. You mean business partners? That's what I meant to say. Same thing, right? Couples. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but yeah, I, the best business partners I know that like, especially run multi-million dollar companies, they have coaches and they have therapists and like they work together because they realize that their partnership is the only thing that's really, yes, it's, it's got its own legs, but like a lot of it stems on the relationship. Mm-hmm. If the relationship between the two business partners sucks, we've all worked in salons, I'm sure, or, or heard of salons that there are two business partners and they're at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Well, that affects the entire business, unless you're some magician that you can shut it down. But well, that's called I suppression. Ha- it's not magic. Exactly. 
<laughs> the best uh, advice I ever got was from our teacher, Karen. And she said, it's okay if two people need to fight as long as you're fighting about the right things. Mm. And that's always any issue that we've ever had internally where that has been a fight is about what's the best way to bring more knowledge to people. Like yeah. that's the fight. Every time. Do you do it like this or do we do it like this? No, we can't do it like this because if we do this, then this will have like, and it's, and we get frustrated and you get lost in the ego of like, no, but I think my idea is better and it's going to mm-hmm. work. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's kind of great because you're both fighting about what's the best way to reveal more light in the world. And I don't think that that's, I think some people fight because they are mad and they want to fight someone. And I've been there. Or I'm hurt, sure a lot of us yeah. have been there. But at the same time, I think the bigger picture is like, okay, yeah, we're disagreeing on, you know, the name of the company. Well, that's not, it's not because anyone's feelings are hurt. It's because both people hopefully have an idea of what is the best way to present this to the world. Yeah. Yeah. You should fight about it. It's worth fighting about. You know, and sometimes I think that it goes back and forth to like, like we've gotten in fights about when I say fight, I hate like saying that because it's like it's never a knockout drag. We've gotten like, we've gotten into well, fights. We have, yeah, like, <laughs> but especially when we live together. But yeah, like, definitely when we live together. Also, like we talk about it so much, like we like blah blah blah, and then we like get off and like we pause, and then we both come back and we're like. I shouldn't have said this and I'm responsible for this. It's like the most coaching apology ever because that's what we do every day of our lives. So like we know how to take responsibility and like put it back. And I do think, think that's- we fight less and less every year. Yeah. I do too. Also, we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> and we have bigger lives. We have other things to do with. Lives, I think we trust each other so much more. You know what I mean? Like there's full respect in the business. I think the biggest issue for me in the beginning, and we had so many fights about this, is we were in such different places in our lives Mm. that I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything Mm -hmm. and you're not. And that was, I think it's a, I think that's the most common fight in business. I'm doing more than you, Mm -hmm. especially if it's 50 50, right? Like I'm, Mm -hmm. and I, I gotta be honest, the only way to clear that up is to get mad about it. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any other way to clear it up. I mean, you could try to be proactive, but I gotta tell you, if someone feels like they're doing more than the other, they're gonna be mad. That's just yeah. like what the it resentment is. will happen. I think too, like that's exactly what it was. You were like, we were in two different places because I was still traveling and I was still You were going through for, a divorce. I was going through a divorce. I was still working for a Veda. I was going through like we I was trying to get to the that level of just being able to and, completely be shed of the bullshits that I could 100% build this company. My point of view was I moved to New York. I'm ready to do this thing that we said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here. By I myself. was a year behind. <laughs> like that. It so it was, it was a lot there. of things, right? It wasn't just the business. It was like, I thought we had a plan. The plan yeah. is not going according to what You're I thought. Away. Yeah. But I think that is ours was a, is I, I think our situation was unique, but I don't think the argument was unique. Yeah. I agree. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone has that argument, especially in business partnerships. Like, I feel like I'm doing more than everybody else. And there's two, I think there's two things to understand here. One, that could be true. But two, that also could not be true. Like some people just have busy work and they're not doing anything proactive. And then they're like. Yeah. Like, do you feel like you're busier than everyone else? Or are you actually doing? And that's, that was a lot of understanding too of like, okay, well, what are, what are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? checking in with each other. Hey, can you take this over? I think that was a big help of understanding. Like if I don't, if I can't do something mm-hmm. instead of falling back on it and you getting frustrated, it's not done. It's like, I can't do that. 
this month. So do you want to take it over? Because I can't, I yeah. can't do it. That's and, where communication comes in. And we've done that to each other so many times. Like, I think people don't want to do that to their business partner. Like it, they, in their mind, they're like, I don't want to give them more work, but it's like, it's actually more work if you don't give it to them because mm-hmm. they think you're going to do it and you're not doing it. Like I, that's being, where I, like safe to call, like, for example, social media, you running social media was killing you to the oh, point yeah. that I had to like step in and be like, I love that. I'm taking it over. Like I'm doing it, but that was hard for you to let go of. Like you love creating the freedom. We found this, I was like, you're, you create all the things and I do all the social media parts that I love to do. And we yeah. found this balance. I was doing a lot of, we were doing a lot of the same jobs that we had started to do when we created the company that no longer served our vessel size and like the energy that we were putting into the company. So I was still trying to manage finances as a company that has doubled every year. And I, that's not my wheelhouse. I'm not a financial, you know, and you saw it slowly killing me and you were like, no, like we're taking this off your plate. We're going to hire this person to do it. Like, because sometimes you don't have, I don't want to say the guts, but like it's ego. I didn't want to have to admit that I couldn't do it. You didn't want to admit that you couldn't. And I think that's where you have to have a partnership of being like, you're dying. (laughs) This is like killing you mentally and call you out. And I think we always say internally, like we're so committed to growth, not only for our own growth and our coaches are growing constantly. And our we're, we're so committed to coaching like ourselves and our own bullshit that like, we have to have a safe working environment in the sense of like, if anybody's going to call us out anywhere, it's internally because we've all set ourselves <laughs> up for that. Like, and, and we want that because I, like if someone on the internet says, Sid, you suck at this, this and this, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to like, everything's going to happen. That's not probably healthy or proactive in, in my business. But if like you said it, or one of my coaches brought it to me, like, I'm like, Oh, let me reflect on that. Let me, let me see like, where I've been responsible. Let me let me really look at that. And I think that's how we have to be in business of like, you should listen to your staff. They should also listen to you. You should listen to your business partner. They should also listen to you. And it, it goes back and forth. I think the best thing that people can walk away with, hopefully from this episode is instead of figuring out how to make your life easier, try to figure out how to make your business partner's life easier. That will actually make both parties' life a lot easier. Because if, if I'm taking things off your plate, not necessarily that I like to do, but that it's like, okay, it's killing you. Mm-hmm. It's going to change your mental health. That's going to change the way that you react and respond. And I think that's what people are always frustrated with. Like, how do I stop doing this thing I don't like? Well, when you're in a business partnership, you should be looking out for that other person of like, I see that you think you want to do this, but it's clear that you should not be doing it. Yeah. And maybe that's you taking it on or you coming to terms with we need to hire someone to do it. But that communication is really hard because it makes you feel inadequate. It makes you feel fully ego. It makes you feel like, I don't know. I always feel like I'm supposed to do everything yet. Then nothing gets done. (laughs) Humility though, on your ego or ego crushing opportunities are the best things that could ever happen to you. So like, even though it feels that way, it's like, I'm so thankful. My mental health has done literally like a whole (laughs) flipperoo. Get rid of social media management and hire an account account and crush your ego and you'll be good to go. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. 
why does everyone have to get their hair done during the holidays? Well, because of holiday parties. Which don't fucking... Okay, here's the thing, too. <laughs> Pandemic jacked everything up. Yet we're still basing our business... I have to have my hair done every five minutes because my life is on social media. <laughs> I'm not waiting till all of a sudden, oh, November, like, better get, better get my hair done. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. 